This is episode 11 of my brand new podcast, It's All Talk, Teaching, Training, Talking Jesus. Welcome. My name is Ivory Yarbrough, your host, and each week I encourage and equip you through the study of scripture and through sharing inspirational interviews with spiritual and influential leaders how to come to know and love Jesus Christ. Thank you for spending time with me today. Now let's talk Jesus. must die in you or nothing of heaven can live in you. Andrew Murray. It is the Holy Spirit's job to convict, God's job to judge, and my job to love. The late, great Billy Graham. We have explored some interesting topics as we have traveled through the book of James. Now, James is very direct in his letter to all Christian brothers and sisters about growing up in Christ. This week is no different. James is addressing more issues that are popping up in the church. So James has to come in and be big brother and help straighten out some things that are causing, quote, wars in the body of Christ. With that said, today's episode covers how pride promotes strife and how humility is the cure for worldliness. If you are enjoying the information in this episode, please share this with a friend you think would be encouraged as well. If this is your first time here, welcome. Please subscribe here and anywhere you are listening. And at the end, please leave us a rating or review on the parts you enjoyed the most about this episode. We are starting James chapter four, and it begins with a bang. In episode nine, James started with a question and he repeats that pattern in the opening of James chapter four. James 4.1 reads, where do you think your fighting and endless conflict comes from? Don't you think that they originate in the constant pursuit of gratification that rages inside each of you like an uncontrolled militia? Again, James asks questions not really looking for an answer. James uses the rhetorical question technique to probe the minds and hearts of the reader. He wants us to look inside and think about the posture of our hearts. In this verse, he mentions fights or wars due to constant pursuit of gratification. The Living Translation says because of evil desires at war within you. See, the issues that are displayed outside start from what is going on inside a person's heart. Jesus says to the disciples, what comes out of a person is what defiles them. For it is within, out of a person's heart, that evil thoughts come. Sexual immorality, theft, murder, adultery, greed, malice, deceit, lewdness, envy, slander, arrogance, and folly. All these evils come from within and defile a person. Mark 7, 20 through 23. Here James is shedding light on these inside evil desires that cause wars and fights among the people. Remember from episode 9, James said where envy and self-seeking exist, confusion and every evil thing are there. James 3.16. When we come back, James takes us deeper into the origin of these wars and fights in the church. Stay tuned. Welcome to the conversation. It's all talk with Ivory Yarbrough. We're back. James just asked yet another rhetorical question that points out the source of all the quarreling among the brethren in the church. He goes on to make it plain. James 4, 2 and 3 says, You are jealous and covet what others have, and your lust goes unfulfilled, so you murder. You are envious and cannot obtain the object of your envy, 
So you fight in battle. You do not have because you do not ask it of God. You ask God for something and you do not receive it because you ask with the wrong motives out of selfish or unrighteous agenda so that when you get what you want, you may spend it on your own desires. As we see here, James is not shy, but presents the truth of the matter. James states the causes of the fights among the brethren are jealousy, covetousness, lust, envy, selfish motive, evil desires, and refusing to ask God. Now let's unpack these verses, shall we? James 4, 2 again reads, You are jealous and covet what others have, and your lust goes unfulfilled, so you murder. You are envious and cannot obtain the object of your envy, so you fight in battle. You do not have because you do not ask it of God. James is saying because you are jealous and desire what others have, you will murder to get it. He says you are full of envy, so you fight in battle with others. These are true blunt statements James is using to get to the core of the problem. John the Baptist told the religious leaders in the wilderness, God has laid the axe to the root of the trees. In a sense, this is what James is doing with these verses. James is cutting at the roots of the issue. The roots of jealousy, covetousness, and envy are causing the wars. But the solution, like in James 1.5, if anyone lack wisdom, let him ask of God, is the same here. You do not have because you do not ask it of God. The kingdom key or principle is to ask God. You don't have to be jealous or envious or covet what someone else has. We can talk to God about it. Paul said in Philippians 4, 6, and 7, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will guard your hearts and mind through Christ Jesus. All of these root problems, jealousy, envy, covetousness, are heart issues. These are the things that defile us. Please know that the God we serve is not limited by anything, not even time. To be envious or jealous is to say God can't provide that for you. So I need to make war with someone who has it. But God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly above all that we ask, think, or imagine. Ephesians 3.20. Trust God and just ask. When we return, James will explain why we ask and don't receive. Please don't go away. We encourage and equip you each week to come to know and love Jesus Christ. I feel very happy and it gets me very energetic. It gives people a starting point to talk about. Come continue the conversation with us. It's all talk, teaching, training, talking Jesus. Talking Jesus. Welcome back, friends. James is on a spiritual roll in chapter four. He started out with the question, where do you think wars and fights come from among you? Then he answers it for us, because in your heart, you are jealous, envious, and covet what others have. Then he gave us a solution, ask God. Now he gives us a clear reason why sometimes when we ask, we don't receive. James 4, 3 and 4 reads, You ask God for something and do not receive it because you ask with wrong motives, out of selfishness or with an unrighteous agenda, so that when you get what you want, 
you may spend it on your own desires. You adulterous, disloyal sinners flirting with the world and breaking your vow to God. Do you not know that being the world's friend, that is loving the things of the world, is being God's enemy? So whoever chooses to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. Now that is a mouthful. Let's take it one bite at a time. James says you ask God for something, but you don't receive it because you have the wrong motives or unrighteous agenda. We must understand that the purpose of our prayers to God is not to persuade God to do our will. The sole purpose for prayer is to align our will with God's will. Then we can partner with God to accomplish his will on the earth. Remember, Jesus taught his disciples to pray, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, referring to God. Matthew 6, 10. Now, James makes a strong but correct statement about unfaithful believers. He calls them adulterous, disloyal sinners flirting with the world and breaking your vow to God. When you become saved, you are saying to God and to man, you belong to Jesus, the bridegroom. Just like in a marriage. I recently attended a wedding of a good friend's son. It was a beautiful wedding and the bride and groom were breathtakingly gorgeous. And they stood before 200 guests and God and said, I do to each other when the pastor asked, will you love, comfort, honor, and keep in sickness and in health and forsaking all others? Be faithful as long as you both shall live. That is the reality of what happens when we commit our lives to our bridegroom, Jesus. We make him our Lord to love, honor, and obey, forsaking the world and being faithful to Jesus as long as we live here on earth. To flirt with the world and be a friend of the world violates that covenant bond between us and Jesus because we are his bride, the church, and loving the things of the world makes you an enemy to God. It is impossible to be friends with this world system, which is in rebellion against God and be friends with God. Jesus said in Matthew 6, 24, no one can serve two masters. You will hate one and love the other. You will be devoted to one and despise the other. Divided loyalty never works and a house divided will fall. Just like a new bride can't love and be faithful to her groom and date another man too. That marriage is headed for divorce. King Solomon says, all who fear the Lord will hate evil. Up next, we learn what to do to cure our worldliness and be devoted to God. Stay right here. Teaching, training, talking Jesus. It's All Talk with Ivory Yarbrough. In this last segment, James tells us how to overcome falling in love with the world and how to be committed to God. James 4, 5, and 6 reads, Do you think the scriptures have no meaning? They say that God is passionate, that the spirit he has placed inside of us should be faithful to him. But he gives us more and more grace through the power of the Holy Spirit to defy sin and live an obedient life that reflects our faith and our gratitude for our salvation. Therefore, it says, God is opposed to the proud and haughty, but continually gives the gift of grace to the humble who turn away from self-righteousness. First, James explains that God is passionate about our spirit and our spirit should be faithful to him. Therefore, God extended grace, which is the only way we can live holy and obey God. But to obtain this grace, we must be humble. God is opposed to the proud. He continually gives the gift of grace to the humble who turn away from self-righteousness. 
So how do you humble yourself before God and obtain more grace and escape the worldliness? The answer is James 4, 7 through 10. So submit to the authority of God, resist the devil, stand firm against him, and he will flee from you. Come close to God with a contrite heart, and he will come close to you. Wash your hands, you sinners, and purify your unfaithful hearts, you double-minded people. Be miserable and grieve and weep over your sin. Let your foolish laughter be turned to mourning and your reckless joy to gloom. Humble yourselves with an attitude of repentance and insignificance in the presence of the Lord, and he will exalt you. He will lift you up. He will give you purpose. James says to truly humble yourself and receive more and more grace from God to live an obedient life is to number one, submit to God's authority. Number two, resist the devil. Stand firm against him. Number three, come close to God. Number four, wash your hands and purify your heart. And number five, grieve and weep in repentance of your sins. These are the steps to true humility. I know this lesson was a lot to take in, but I challenge you to take your time and read James chapter four, verses one through 11. Then ask God to open your heart to receive what he wants to say to you concerning these verses. And ask God how he wants you to do the five steps to true humility. Have a real conversation with your heavenly father who knows and sees all things and loves you unconditionally. Then listen for his still small voice to lovingly speak to you. Until next time. Thank you for listening to It's All Talk, teaching, training, talking Jesus. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please subscribe anywhere. And until next time, take care.